windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Hunter Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nook is spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Friday, Jay Sandoz with you. New sidekick, no Mike Gallagher. He's fresh off the win last night against North Carolina A&T. He's going to have some time off to go home for the holidays. He'll be back uh, to help us get through Christmas and New Year's as promised. We've teased it all week, but the new sidekick today, Jacob Townsend, final day with us here uh, on the network, and certainly last night, me and you got a chance to run the board. We got yep. an ETSU game. There was an ode to you that I'm not. I was going to play and add music, but uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought I thought Mike had some more uh, going on there. Not that it wasn't nice and yeah, great, and, but I, I thought we we're going to be able to add some stuff to that. Get a little sappiness to you, but yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't really seem like it's your thing. No, no, and that's fine. Uh, we've we've had fun these past two and a half years here at the Buccaneer Sports Network with uh, you guys with. You've been here the whole time, Jay, but also I got to work under Parker Schwartz, who was the GA prior to Mike, uh, Filder Dennis, Connor Scott, Andy Jackson, and then Mike and Trey this year. And I was telling Trey the other day, I think I was, I, I got some benefits that Trey maybe didn't, was that I got to work under two different GAs who did the job two different ways. Mike, who does it his way, and his way is very good, but also I got to work under Parker for a year, who did it his own way, and his way worked just as fine as well. I think Mike probably has a little bit more duty, certainly off the podcast and doing the women's basketball. But um, it's been a lot of fun these uh, past couple of years, and uh, thanks for letting me be a part of it, partner. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm, you know just like a lot of guys that get a chance, they all come to me and hey, I want to be on sports radio, I want to <laughs> do this, and a lot of times it's uh, you know we throw you the fire and we say, hey, is that guy yeah. going to come back or not? And I've told this yeah. story to Jacob, but after his first day and how it went, I thought, yeah. man, I I told Parker, I said. <laughs> that guy ain't coming back, man. Told Andy Jackson too. He ain't coming back. Yeah. But he did. He came back. Yeah. Jacob's been uh, working with us. So uh, what a better way. We didn't have the podcast. So I would have loved to have had Andy and some of those guys yeah. to to have a day to do whatever. But didn't have it. I think you make a good point. You know, the, the one thing in the business is yeah. there are many different ways. Yeah. You know, to execute a broadcast, to prepare. Uh, you know, just how you write copy scripts, just all the different things that go into it. So it's good you got a chance to see different things and recognize that. But last night, right, got a chance yeah. to see a game. Walking wounded for the women's team. They got three ladies back and able yeah. to pick up a win. Yeah, it was. And I, I, our key to the game, we have to give them before the game with Mike. And my key was just to get Mike a sheet some rhythm. Uh, Coach Giselle told Mike before the game that she was probably going to play Mike about 15 minutes. She ended up playing 17 minutes, getting 10 points, hitting some big shots in the first half. Her biggest shot, though, was a three-pointer late in the game. Uh, the dagger, really, I think uh, Coach Giselle called it the nail in the coffin. 
but I think that was really big for him. But again, Carly Litton, uh, the freshman, getting 19 points, leading scorer again as she was uh, Tuesday night at Asheville in that one-point defeat. Erica Haynes Overton not getting the same points we expect from her, but still being a really good leader, the sophomore guard, uh, getting 12 points. I was really impressed with how uh, ETSU finished the game. That's certainly been an issue. It's been well documented by Coach Zell and Mike and everyone here at ETSU over the season through the first um, 13 games of the season. But last night they were able to finish it against North Carolina A&T, and I thought it was really well done. And Coach Zell talked about that in the postgame with Mike a few times about how she was really impressed with how the team was taking steps forward to becoming a better team as conference play is getting closer and closer. Yeah, and I think the, the, the biggest thing I took out of that is how happy she was to have some players back. Sure. It was great to have them back. You know, Micah hits a, a nail in the coffin three there in the last minute and a half, and she'd been 0 for 2 until that point and then drives one home. So happy for those kids, happy that Carly Litton continues to perform. Um, we got a little better on the glass today, not much. We still turned it over a little too much. Um, but shots weren't falling for everybody today. Erica struggled from the floor. Brittany struggled from the floor. Lex struggled from the floor. And, you know, give them a lot of credit. They defend. They get out and guard you. It was great to have them. So, you, clearly, I, th- I think the excitement of Coach Zell trying to see people out there, then the fact that even though shots weren't going down, people were doing their job to be able to do it, get some success. Certainly having a floor general like Micah Sheets on the floor and hitting that big dagger. It was Litton that kind of kept things going, but it was uh, Micah Sheets that finally put the game out of reach. And it wasn't surprising to play with experience, not just here at ETSU, but also at a previous stop. It's really uh, an important part of what she is to this team and what they've missed in her games being gone with the injury. Uh, Coach Zell talked about it a couple times, about what a leader she is, what a floor general. She's a real coach on the floor. She talked about in the pregame interview with Mike uh, that she, while she was on the bench, she sat right next to Coach Zell on the bench, and they talked basketball. They talked coaching because uh, Micah wants to be a coach in, after college here at ETSU. I'm, I was really impressed with what Micah brought to the table. And, you know, you talk about other players coming back with uh, Micah, a player you've talked about a lot this year early on here, Jay, with somebody needing to help out. Erica Haynes-Overton is Raven Dean, who didn't play great last night against North Carolina A&T. Got four points, uh, two rebounds, but still trying to find some rhythm. With, came back from an injury there. Raven Dean's going to be a real big part uh, of what the Bucks are going to do down the stretch here, as her and Micah Sheets will certainly probably get back into the starting lineup as they came off the bench last night against North Carolina A&T. Yeah, and certainly trying to get continuity back. Sure. I think that's the big thing. Can they get you know, back to a rhythm and to where they were at the beginning of the year. And the, uh, I think it was huge. The other thing is I, I thought Coach Ezell brought up uh, great points about just trying to feel success and knowing that doing your job can get a win. I think the kids needed to see some success. It's, it's difficult to tell them keep persevering, keep fighting, keep fighting. And, and people need to see success no matter how minute or how small or how insignificant it may seem to somebody else. For us to be uh, North Carolina A&T, my opinion, they'll be one or two in their league. They'll have an opportunity at postseason. And when we get to the end of it, you'll look back and this will be a quality win for us. I mean, when you, you look at the, the, the you know the success because they've had so many games like last night, North Carolina A&T, where things started to go downhill. North Carolina A&T actually took the lead for a second after being down as many as 13. They was able to take the lead. The women's team came right back. They got the lead. They got the win. Now they can feel good. And I think I thought that was a good point. Uh, a couple good points by Coach Ezell on, on the comments. Yeah, I agree. And you know, Mike talked about it so often tonight. I uh, mean, last night about how uh, North Carolina A and T 
uh, really gave South Carolina trouble last year in the NCAA tournament. This is a team with tournament experience. They haven't had the starts of the year that they wanted, and uh, they've had some tough losses going forward. But even Coach Zell talked right there. This is a team that's still going to have a really good shot at a tournament bid at the end of the year once they get through their conference play. I think it's all about growth. Coach Zell keeps talking about it, how they needed to see success. They saw some last night against North Carolina A&T, and now the question is can they take it on the road with them to Duquesne this weekend? Yeah, I think that'll be important because they've just got a couple more games left before they get into the conference play season. And so we'll see how that goes. Another non-conference game on the men's side happening this Saturday. That'll be Illinois. We'll have the broadcast for it uh, on Saturday. I think you'll be out here in the middle of the Dome going through some graduation (laughs) stuff. But ETSU taking on Illinois. It's a good chance to go up and take a Big Ten team. Now, Illinois is 3-7. You can easily look at that and go, man, that's probably not a good Big Ten team. But you look at some of the other Big Ten schedules and you look at what Illinois has played, and they could have loaded a schedule and probably been 7-3, and but they did not go that route. They've played some pretty healthy opponents, including being invited to the Maui Classic. You know, Chaminade wasn't in this year, so there were eight big boys in there. Didn't win a game there. Tough losses. I know tough losses, just like the women's team, doesn't, doesn't count in the win column. But this is still a very dangerous Illinois team that will try to pressure the Bucks and create turnovers. Yeah, you're talking about their tough schedule going to Maui. They gave, at the time, number three, Gonzaga, all they could handle in that first round out there. I think the final score was 84-78, a Gonzaga team that went on to win that tournament over Duke in the championship, became number one, and is now, after a loss to Tennessee, dropped down to number four. But Illinois, like you said, ETSU's been as, uh, already through this earlier this season. They went to create a team that was not expected to do much this year after losing some players, after making the tournament run last year. But they have already started off really well. They're, uh, they've already got some big wins over some teams, as has Illinois, who's at this point has underachieved at 3-7. and seven. But you talked about the tough losses at the Maui. Already 0-2 in Big Ten play after a uh, loss to Ohio State. I'm not surprised by this either that ETSU and Illinois are now going to face off here. And it's going to be a big question about Brad Underwood, the head coach of Illinois, a guy kind of like Coach Forbes who's been through the mid-major levels of his career start uh, former head coach Stephen F. Austin got a big tournament win there uh, with Thomas Walkup his star player before going to Oklahoma State and now in Champaign I believe in his second season of the Illini it's going to be a really interesting test to see where Brad Underwood has got his program there in the Big Ten to try to test up against Tom Mizzo Michigan State and Archie Miller in Indiana, and Chris Holman in Ohio State. Well, certainly you look at uh, a situation uh, with Coach Underwood. He, he's very familiar with the Bucks. Yeah. He came into Freedom Hall before the Bucks renovated Freedom Hall. It was the uh, the three-game classic, the round ball in the hall classic they played over at Freedom Hall. ETSU beat Stephen F. Austin. That led to them being very upset and winning about 26, yeah. 27 games in a row. So I know that Coach Underwood is very familiar not just with Coach Forbes. He's familiar with ETSU's brand. I'm sure he'll have his guys ready to go for the contest Saturday. Then the men will come back home. Then they'll leave directly to UTEP to, to play in the Don Haskins Sun Bowl Classic against Wyoming and then winner loser UTEP Norfolk State. The women got Duquesne, then the Lady Vols, so it doesn't get any uh, easier for the, the women's team as they try to end out the Christmas uh, pre-Christmas part of the schedule. Yeah, and you know, Tennessee's such a big game for ETSU on the schedule, but it's also a big game for Tennessee. Anytime you can play an in-state foe, it's important to all involved. Uh, ETSU went to Knoxville last year. It was a tough game for their star last year, Tiana Tartar. She actually broke her nose very early in the game. Tennessee came to the mini-dome and played them two years ago. But Tennessee, a top-ten team, still undefeated, just got a big win this past week on the road 
at uh, a top 15 team, Texas. Uh, Tennessee and Holly Worker are a very young team trying to find their way. And it's going to be a, really, again, another hard test for Brittany Azell and the Bucks, just like Coach Azell always wants in the non-conference play. All right, this is all boring. All right, we've yeah, talked is. women's basketball. We've talked men's basketball. This is Jacob's last hoorah, his last show. We're letting him pinch hit for Mike Gallagher on his last day. He's got a couple segments he's created, yeah. bold predictions. Uh, next segment, I'll maybe give you a little insight into my thought process there for bold predictions. But when we come back, uh, really two mystery segments for me. I'm not sure what he's got cooked up. So we'll do that on the other side of this time out on Santos and Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Dashing down the street with candles all aflame By car, by horse, by feet Hooray for holiday games Very small and bright A scratchable delight What fun it is to play and give Holiday games tonight Holiday games, holiday games Holiday instant games Oh, what fun they are to play Throughout the holidays Give the gift of holiday instant games Only from the Tennessee Lottery Game-changing fun Please play responsibly Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Every year, the family counts on you to make the holidays happen, so enjoying them yourself can sometimes be a struggle. Thankfully, Food City's here to help. Convenient services like curbside pickup, fresh-baked goods, in-house butchers, made-to-order deli trays, and more mean less time preparing and more time sharing. So go ahead, trim the tree, deck the halls, or dash through snow. Whatever your holiday traditions, make the most of them. Food City, how the holidays happen. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda... You can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Sandos and the sidekick back with you, and uh, new sidekick might be a 
all-time sidekick. I don't know. I don't know. Mike Gallagher, I mean, you're one segment in, Jacob has survived. Uh, I'm already uh, liking this arrangement better than Gallagher. Sure. So, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll yeah, find out because Mike does a good job setting up segments. I've given you the <laughs> liberty of coming up with two yeah. segments before we go into bold predictions. With a little bit different bold predictions when we wrap things up. It's going to be on uh, Jacob's life. We're going to have some bold predictions on that, and uh, later he's just going to grade it on uh, what it is. I've got some bold predictions for you. We'll see how it goes and how you feel about it. I'm scared to death right now of oh, what you're going to do to me. You'll but be fine. This segment is Ask Sandos. you got to really pronunciate the ask there because we don't want to get in trouble. Sure. But uh, the first question for you, Jay, is you're a Celtics fan, an NBA fan. Yeah. Chicago Bulls had some uh, trouble a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, they fired they Fred Hoiberg, who started off the year 5-19. and 19. Interim head coach Jim Boylan is now off to a 1-3 and three start. But after his first game, they planned on practicing this past Sunday, and the team said, well, actually, no, Coach, we're not a fan of that. We don't like the way you practice. You think you're Greg Popovich. You practice too hard. They called the NBA Players Association on him and all that. What is your thoughts on a team that at that point was 5-20, and 20, calling out the interim co- coach for being a little bit too tough on him? Well, first of all, how do you fire the mayor? That's what I want to know. He's the mayor. That's his nickname, of right? Ames, well, that's not fair. Of Chicago. That's fair. Uh, and that's a you know, slightly, slightly bigger city he went to. Uh, yeah. And really, the mayor's more of a constable down in uh, Ames compared to yeah. the mayor of Chicago, if you go over that drift. Certainly but so. I, 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 to me, it shows what's wrong with the Chicago Bulls. Like, if you're that bad, and I know that they had brought him in, Bowling, to um, uh, change the culture, right? That was the yes. big thing. They want to change the culture, change how they practice, change whatever. So what always happens when you bring in a new coach, it is the exact uh, – normally, when you fire a coach – you bring in almost the exact opposite. So if you bring in a power-hungry coach, then you bring in the feel-good player coach. Yep. Or if it's a defensive-oriented, you go to a offensive, and you just go the exact opposite. So you always have players, especially mid-year. That's why it's so tough uh, in a lot of sports to do the mid-year. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, it's very common for whatever yep. reason. And so I think it shows what is wrong with their culture. Now, if he's breaking some – laws of uh, a collective bargaining yeah. and all that stuff that the players union goes over. I'm all pro player as far as that goes. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's certain rules and regulations that you collectively bargain for certain reasons. Certainly. So I'm, I'm fine with that. But the, it seemed like to me that it's just too tough to practice and all oh, he's yelling at me too much. So you make millions, most make mm-hmm. uh, a million or more. Uh, so I say, get over it. It is your paid profession and either figure out the new guy or whatever. Because they had a team phone. I'm saying they did a team-only meeting. Yeah. Then they brought Coach in to basically tell him that, like, took a boat or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think it's very weak of the yeah. Bulls and shows why they're not very good. Well, and he's a he's a um, disciple of some very tough coaches. Jed Heathcote and Michigan State. He sure. coached under Rudy Tomjanovich, Tom Izzo, Greg Popovich. Uh, he's been a head coach before in the college ranks at Utah. Was not very successful. Got fired there. But he's been around the Bulls for four years. He was on Hoiberg's staff the whole time, so they know him. Is this sort of you remember Ed Orgeron took over for Lane Kiffin yep. at USC, yeah, and yeah, Lane yeah. had taken the candy away from the weight room, where if they made it to some sort of max on their bench, they didn't get a candy bar, and Orgeron brought it back, and the players loved it. Is that what this sort of feels like? Is that it's just the opposite? Hoiberg was a little bit more like Orgeron, and now. Uh, Boylan's uh, being a little bit too tough for him like Kiffin was? Well, here's the bad thing. I think he's probably put in a bad spot. Yeah. I, I think they basically – I'm guessing that the, the management uh, 
GM, president, whoever, yeah. owner, came in there and said, look, uh, we don't like the way the team is doing, the way they're mm-hmm. acting, the way this – I want you to go and change culture. So I, I more feel like it's maybe not fully reflective of what he wants yeah. to do. I think it's more of a directive of this is what we expect you to do. And if you want this job and still want to be employed by Chicago, uh, the Bulls, that is, then we are going to expect you to do X, yeah. Y, and Z. So I think he's kind of put in a bad spot and that he would probably do things. My guess is slightly different if he was given a blank slate as, yeah. hey, you're the head coach, you come in and do this. But it does feel like that, it, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, if if uh, the candy bars were taken yeah. away, yeah. Uh, that he's taking them away yeah. and not going to give it back to them. And, and I just get the feeling that either the management is going to have him back off or this thing's just going to be more of a dumpster fire and then they don't really have to tank because the team's just going to be very bad anyways. All right, second question here on Ask Sandoz. Should college football allow extra point tries when the game is over like the NFL used to? We talked about this before the segment, Jay. It looks like the NFL doesn't make them do it anymore. But last year during the Minnesota Miracle in the playoffs, the Vikings scored the game when he touched down. They had to come out and try the extra point. They just took a knee on the uh, two-point try. This is important because of what happened last it is, week. It is and not this, important. This is important. It's not important. To some people. as uh, To degenerative gamblers. As Al Michaels important. would say or Britt Musburger. In the main Weber State quarterfinal game, the score was 23-12. to 12. Last play of the game, one second on the clock. Weber State was down inside the 10. The over-under was 42.5. Mm-hmm. 23 plus 12 is 35. They scored a touchdown on the last play, puts it at 41. It's a five-point game. They would have certainly gone for two if they had to. If they had gotten it, it would have gotten it to 43. There's your over. See, so I think – well, my, my – I don't know that Weber State because there was no time on the clock. No. Right? So I don't know that why, – why would you go for two? Why would you even go for why, – why would Weber State even kick the extra point? I mean, even if they were allowed to. Yeah. Why, or even if they do, why don't they just run out there and kick the extra point? Now, they probably would have gone for two just because it looks better and people yep. don't want to lose by Bingo. that. That More than likely. But in reality, it doesn't change what happened in the game yes. of winning. And, and so my thing, and I agree with a lot of this, is um, – with the leagues and and I hope college would just if it doesn't affect the game there's there's no sense mm-hmm. in having a play ran that doesn't determine a game for a lot of reasons why you shouldn't do it number one is if it's a losing team and their season's over you hope there's no chippiness at the end but it's just one more play where a guy gets to take a cheap shot at somebody next thing you know well great the over or under is settled but somebody gets in a fight and now the next week's game is decided because we decided to play an extra play for no particular reason yeah. right so you can't discount some of that there are injuries that can happen in the last play there's yeah. a lot of reasons why but if it doesn't determine any factor in the game i see no need to kick an extra point go for two whatever it is. i mean i'm I know even if it was, let's say they didn't score on that play, there's defense penalty. You still got to play last play. Yeah. To me, that's still the the game is still going right, yeah. regardless of what happens. But once you get to the extra point after that, if it doesn't impact the game, I'm not a fan of just rolling out there for no reason uh, for a point for the only reason to see if Vegas gets to make a line or not. I could care less yeah. about that. Also, to the people who betted under in that game, what's wrong with you? Who bets under in a college football game? In this day and time. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, listen. Unless they, you're doing the Army Navy game, it's now went under for 13 straight years. Well, if I mean, I only thing I can figure out is, uh, you know, they were thinking Maine's about, you know, mm-hmm. well, Maine's a cold weather team. Other than the outburst against Jacksonville State, who yep. didn't want to be there, yeah. they generally don't score a lot, and Weber State traditionally doesn't give up a lot there. Yep. So, 
Uh, I could see why they did. Uh, now, most fans are a fan of points. Yes. And would like to see that. And in college, when you see something in the 40s, you generally do cartwheels for it, uh, yeah. I would assume, and, and, and take the over. But maybe they were thinking playoff football. You know, things are more, you know, magnified. Sure. Teams maybe didn't take as many chances. Check if the it's weather. Nip and tuck game. Yeah. I mean, Maine's got a ground game. I mean, I could, I could see why you would. But uh, I also uh, can see why uh, guys like you would not. Well, I, I'm not saying I did or didn't. I'm just saying I like a, If you're taking the under, what's wrong with you? That's all I'm saying. Also, that flaming W in the snow, that was for you underbetters. Not for Weber State. That was for the underbetters. Congratulations. <laughs> all right, third and final question here on Ask Sandos. Are you okay with college football players not playing in the bowl games? Long pause. For well, for the players, I think they are free to do whatever they want to sure. do, and I think their lives are dictated a lot um, by whatever. So, if you have an opportunity, and you're and this is where the playoff system, and we're not going to get that debate, but this is where the playoffs maybe come into play here because now. You know you're not in a playoffs, you're not winning a championship, you're playing in whatever bowl it is. Some are playing, you know, a still meaningful big six type bowl. Some are playing in a bowl that really doesn't matter to anybody other than probably me and you on a Wednesday night that yeah. we're going to watch. So um, I think they should be free to, to do whatever. And, and some of it, I think some are wanting to get ready for the next level. Some are trying to prevent injury. Um, we've seen people avoid those games to avoid injuries. We've also seen one or two guys that played, got injured, and hurt themselves in the draft. Jalen so, Smith. Uh, uh, Butt, Jake yeah, Butt, Jake the Butt, tight yeah. end. So there were several guys that have hurt themselves or several guys that, that stayed out, and who knows? I yeah. mean, they just they didn't get hurt, so they, so they were able to do that. I think it uh, for fans of the team, it stinks. I think for people that would want to see – a game between teams thinking, oh, I'm going to see Will Greer, for an example, yep. of West Virginia, and I want to see what he could do against this team. Now you're not going to be able to see that. Or I want to see this defensive guy versus, you know, Memphis tailback. I want to see what Henderson would do or whatever. Now he's not going to go. So there's a lot of things I, that I think for a fan purposes, the fans lose out, uh, you know, for maybe looking at the game. center. In the same token, I think – for college teams, it can help, right? I've always heard this. Well, you get 15 practices. Mm-hmm. It's extra practice. You get to do different things. Well, guess what? Those guys aren't coming back, yeah. and they're not going to be with the ball game. So, you know, maybe you don't win that game, but what kind of reps can you get for a, a fresh? Because with the new rule, mm-hmm. you could have a freshman that was could maybe get in the game and see action. It won't cost against the red shirt. Yeah. They can get some first, second team reps. They can get in the game. So if you look at it from that perspective, I'm fine with the player going because, A, they are very transparent about – I'm not being selfish and trying to do things in this bowl game to help me and not the team. And in the same token, it lets guys have a chance that are going to be on that team before. And at least you know who you're going to battle with. Yeah. But I don't have an overly great big problem with You don't have not. the Kirk Herb Street Twitter problem where he just loses his mind on Twitter every time somebody does this? Who's no. the first one? Is McCaffrey, uh, Fournette? They were the first two. That uh, Fournette, right? I think, was the first. Yeah. Now, in Fournette's case, he yeah. had battled a lot of injuries ahead of time. Yes. So I give him that. Yeah. Uh, with McCaffrey, it was a pure, I think I'm going to be a first-round pick. We're not playing for really anything. I think they were in the Sun Bowl, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just, you know, which is usually played on New Year's Eve. But yeah. still, it's a, it's a, you know, it used to be a Big Ten, Pac-12. Now I think it's ACC, Pac-12. Yes, it but it's still a fourth or fifth Pac-12 team. Yeah, I mean it's not our third, fourth 
Pac-12 team. So it's not one of those bowls. It's it, it's going to wow you. But but again, Herbstreit's part of the problem. You you want to you want a certain system, yeah. uh, and then when guys buck the system, like you're mad at me. You, you can't have it both ways, right? We can't have the the thumb on some of the players, but not on the coaches. That's always been my argument too. It's the same thing when a, a player transfers, and I and I read Herbstreit or somebody else talking about guys are quitters, but yet we don't call Nick Saban a quitter, yeah. right? And I mean. He quit mid-season. You know, Bobby Petrino quit mid-season yeah. of their thing. So we have coaches that quit and move and do whatever. But if a player does it, it's just blasphemy. But I think a player should should be – if he wants to do that, I think it's better for him to be transparent about it as opposed to we've all seen guys in bowl games. Uh, there are examples out yeah. there where guys are just doing their own thing to try to get drafted and they're not worried about the team. Yep. So I would rather that guy move on, mm-hmm. hope he did, hope wishes him the best, Another opportunity for somebody else to step up, maybe do something. And Will Greer has a wife, a daughter. He has now a family. Yes. And the fact of the matter is he's not looked to be a first-round pick. He looks to be a third, maybe a late second-round pick. It could have helped his draft stock, or, again, he could have gotten hurt, which he has already this season, and hurt hurt his draft stock with injury. Always always a a fan of, of people not trying to judge somebody's situation. Yeah. Because nobody knows you know why this is some for some people this could be the only way for them to improve themselves or situate now the McCaffrey's didn't right I mean I mean it's not like he didn't come for money didn't have means weren't able to whatever I mean do we all like the Warwick Dunn's who had the famous quote (laughs) of you know uh, why are you coming back for senior year work you're gonna be a first round pick and he said well I've been poor 21 years of my life what's one more (laughs) so you know uh, you know Braylon Edwards was another guy well I'm a Michigan guy I want to come back and play and there's plenty examples of guys that came back and played their last year and they wanted to do it because they liked the college life or they you know they had means or Brandon Edwards dad had means too but but there's reason why but the same token you you can't crush people who maybe don't have means to do so uh, that's my thought on that on the ask Sandos section and uh, we got one more mystery segment after this Uh, we're gonna step aside for a timeout Sandos and the new sidekick Jacob Townsend back after this on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Nothing says breakfast like maple syrup. And nothing says breakfast any time of day like Wendy's new bacon maple chicken sandwich. Applewood smoked bacon, juicy chicken, sweet maple glaze on a croissant bun. It gives you all the great breakfast flavors when you're awake enough to enjoy them. So stop by Wendy's and enjoy the bacon maple chicken sandwich whenever you want. Participating Wendy's for a limited time. 
Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson's Kidding locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. General Shale is proud to support ETSU basketball and Southern Conference fans everywhere. Want to make the most of game day? Now you can design your dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you design custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from up to 10 building types. Design with over 50 of our most popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with your friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. The ETSU Coaches Show, back on Mondays for the basketball season. After leading their teams to the Southern Conference Championship game last year, Steve Forbes and Brittany Izell return to Wild Wing Cafe every Monday night to chat with Voice of the Bucks' Jay Sandos about the quest to get their squads to the NCAA tournament. Every Monday through early March, make sure to tune in at 6 p.m. to hear from the heads of ETSU men's and women's basketball right here on WXSM AM 640, the Extreme Sports Monster. Hey, Santos and the sidekick. A little techno for you as uh, Jacob Townsend sits in for the sound clown or whatever his name was. What's his name? Mike? Yeah, that's it. Uh, sidekick? Yeah, whatever. Sidekick. So, uh, all right, so we got uh, this Jacob's last show. He's been with us all semester. Yep. We got one more segment before we go to the bold predictions about Jacob's life, which I'm excited about because I've got several that I think are going to be great. Uh, he's not going to like any there. of them. You I don't think, think you're going to you like any of them. going to be great. Now, now here's the good news. As you've learned, I am horrific at, at bold predictions. predictions. So there you go. So uh, hopefully I will hit the, uh, 0 for 3 is normal. <laughs> no, please don't break those out. <laughs> I had to skip last Monday anyway. Or was it this Monday? It was this Monday. It was Monday. Yeah. I, you know, so many. Weather. It's a long week, man. It snowed. You know, yeah. I had to get on top of the roof Sunday and get the satellite dish cleaned off so I could watch the Pats-Dolphins game. Aren't you for, happy you did oh, that? I am. Well, it's lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> Love Matt Williams sending me many messages as the Miami Dolphin fan that he is. But, I should say he's a Dolphin fan, yeah. Uh, we digress. All right, we got one more segment of, uh, of Jake, uh, uh, almost like, I would say dealer's choice. That's probably not exactly right. The assistant dealer's choice. How's that? Vice dealer. Vice dealer. Yeah. <laughs> go with go. that. Yeah. So uh, this segment is? Would you rather? So okay. here's your question. This is an old radio segment. This is yeah, bad sure. radio. Would you rather fix the match, which was the Black Friday Tiger Phil Mickelson golf match mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, or would you rather fix the college football playoffs? Oh my gosh! Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I've had enough rants on that that I'm I'm going to go the match. Okay. I'm going to go away from college football because it's not going to do me any good to get my blood pressure up yet again to argue with you and everybody else about why college football is ignorant all right let's go with at least on the fbs level i would fix the match the first thing i would fix i got a lot of things and uh and you're a big golf guy so i'm sure you've got thoughts on this too you've thought this out first thing i would fix is to put real skin in the game for tiger and phil i don't want to hear about oh the pressure putt of nine million that isn't my money i want definitely two million dollars from phil i want two from tiger 
and then whatever else is thrown in the middle. But I want them to have a million dollars to them. It's still a million dollars. I get it. Mm -hmm. But let's put something that really makes them nervous. Because playing with somebody else's free money would not mean that, honest to God, they don't need. It's fine to have. Yeah. Either the loser of that was Tiger. Do we think he's hurting because he didn't win the nine million dollars? No, his pride maybe, but not, uh, not his not, account. Not no, his bank account. I, it was all you know. I, it was a little bit for a while there. It was a, without without the weird um, cursing and an onslaught from Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Yeah. It was like early Floyd and Conor and late Floyd and Conor. Yeah. Not the weird three day where they just turned it ugly yeah. just to try to get buys for pay per view. Yeah. But it felt like that. It was like, okay, we kind of know. I mean, granted, we knew, or at least I knew, that Floyd Mayweather was going to win that. I wasn't sure who was going to win that. I probably would have took Tiger, but still, I didn't know. But it kind of felt like that. It was a very much, they did some things. They poked at each other. They did some things to get by. But the first thing I would fix is make them nervous. Make them legitimately nervous by having them put up a dollar amount that would make them nervous. Maybe three, three, and somebody else threw three in there for nine. But I think they had to have – I don't want to – and I know the, the PGA apparently stepped in on some of the side bets, yes. but, I mean, $100,000 or $10,000 close as a pin for charity, no, that doesn't do it for anybody. I want to see them sweat over – I've got a hand because that's hurtful. Not the two million they lost, mm-hmm. but they would have to write a check right there. Yeah. My name is Phil. I have writing you to Eldridge Tiger Woods. Yeah. Boom. There yeah. you go. That's the first thing I would fix. Okay. What was what would be the first thing you fixed? Well, first thing I would fix is the money as well, because that was the first big thing involved in it was the $9 million we're playing for nine. Uh, we can't play for ten for some odd reason. They didn't want to push it to ten. That's fine. But uh, my one thing, you're talking about the check there. How about just the briefcase? Scare around the briefcase. Oh, yeah. long. In the golf cart. They don't get to ride in the golf cart because, you know, PGA Tour rules. But Charles Barkley mic'd up. He's carrying around Tiger's money, Sam Jackson, who was also on the coverage. He's in another golf cart carrying around Phil's money. They're the co- they're the course reporters. They're the David Faraday's of this coverage. They, they weren't, but they should have been. There you go. They got the money. Every time that whoever wins the bet, they change briefcases on the carts. Some, whoever ends up with the most briefcases gets the most money. Now, they, they were mic'd up. They were. But they cut. Here, here's what I think there should be in-round interviews. I mean, let's Even have it during PGA Tour oh. events. Oh no, just during, oh, during, just during the match. Just during oh, this okay. match. Oh, okay. Yeah. During this match, literally, like at some point in time, four or five times, yeah. uh, you know, again, at, and and maybe as they're in the hole and they're waiting on mm-hmm. the other guy to hit a putt. So maybe that way you don't, because I know how golfers are. Yeah. You can't talk to them before they hit a putt. You know, if they hit one down the middle of the fairway, maybe you talk to them a little bit there. Yeah. But they are a little more. But I think I think if you're going to make it a TV event, let's make it a TV event, right? Yep. Let's do some things that I think would, would be outside the box. And I think uh, an interview here or there, I think, you know, maybe if they won a couple holes in a row, maybe you try to catch them on upswings mm-hmm. or there's a caveat there. And if they're, you know, Tiger just hit one out of bounds and threw a couple big boy words out yep. that, that we, we let him – Relax a little, like, like you know, it's it's customary in sports that you get some of this action. So I think I would add that into it. And it was pay per view, so it's okay to curse or whatever. Sort of sure. Now the thing was, people were asking Phil to do it, and that's just not who Phil was. Phil wasn't going to drop the words <laughs> like that. That's just not who he is. He, just because it was pay per view, he wasn't going to do it. Um, they did have the course reporters out there. They were Shane Bacon and Natalie Golbus, former golfers themselves. Natalie was supposed to interview um, celebrities walking the course. She interviewed one. 
and then they just lost her. They don't know what happened to her. They don't know what happened to her during the broadcast. They never went back to her again. She was supposed to follow them around. And Were there free celebrities. cocktails? I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, Natalie Gulbis went off on her own somewhere. So the first thing for you would be money. Yep. Second was your second thing the uh, in course interview. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think I think that would that would add to the allure of all of that. Okay. You got a third thing? I did. I, did, I didn't watch it. I didn't yes. realize there was, there was a deal. So I was still protesting uh, the twenty bucks because I just could care less about them not spending no money. Now, if you did pay the twenty bucks, if you have certain cable providers, they refunded you. I Which wasn't going to nice. pay it to begin with. Okay, but yeah, I, was, I didn't fair. either. But I'm just, um, I watched it for free. I think, and and again, uh, I, if it went to extra holes, I don't have an exact what I would do, but I think I would have tweaked some things mm-hmm. for um, either play a three hole. Okay, and then um, I think I would have played a three hole sort of match. See what happens there. Like and the then I would have had I would have had something yes exactly yeah. uh, but I would I would have I would have had something that probably golf people wouldn't like I, I don't oh, know no. what that would, I don't know if that would have been a an advantage disadvantage so once you get in there if you won the first hole you got a chance to get an advantage on the second hole okay it made it interesting All right. uh, I don't know if I to take a take a club away like I said Ooh. I would did something a little different because again it's made for TV yeah. now now if they're putting up their own money they're probably not going to do it they want to play it out but I would play three holes I would play three real okay. holes and then from there see what happens because if you're already pot committed to the deal for that what what the heck's the difference in 19 to 21 holes I think I would go ahead and play um, three holes see what happens if they're playing with somebody else's money then I would definitely say let's 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 do let's do something a little fun, okay, and and see what happens there. Well, what they did was the ninety three yard sort of chip shot for both of them uh, to the eighteenth green from the putting green practice putting green, and they uh, Tiger got to hit first, and he actually teed his ball up on a tee with a wedge, and he hit it a little bit about fifteen yards too far into a bunker because you just shouldn't you're not supposed to tee up your wedge shots, correct, Jay? Yeah, you're a golfer. You know, and I'm sure I've never actually played golf, you Jib. I'm sure you know you're not terrible at it, right? I'm not terrible. <laughs> I do not putt with a three wood like the other, yeah. like sidekick does. Yeah. Oh wow! Why? Why you got to throw trap? Because he putts with a three wood. He makes fun of my golf game. I'm like, you putt with a three wood. Well, him and Trey both make fun of me because I like the old golf rules. They're a fan of that. Uh, what's the tournament out in Phoenix? Waste management, the one that's all crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey thinks that's better than the Players Championship. It's right there with the Masters as best golf tournament of the year. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's atrocious. But back to the match. Yeah, I I'm not think, a fan of that. I'm more along your lines. Yeah, I, I'm a Masters guy. The Open Championship. Uh, the, what they did for the final holes is they did five playoff holes, and what they did on the fourth one, they kept making pars or bogeys. None of them, neither of them, ever made a birdie on that 93 yard hole until Phil uh, made par on the fourth try, and Tiger had a very long bogey. I mean, a par putt that was probably going to miss because he wasn't very good all day long. And Phil gave it to him because he said he didn't want to lose it that way. Are you okay with that? Say again, that's because (laughs) – no, I'm not. Because that's why playing with somebody else's money Mm. and that dollar amount is false for 
the whole well, this is, yes. you know, uh, we want to make it nervous and not me to make you nervous. No, it didn't because you don't give that. Yeah. You don't give it. That was a made again, it was more Mayweather and McGregor mm. than anything else. It was made to make them money mm-hmm. and who do all of the people that were going to pay the twenty bucks that got the refund. That that's I'll just I didn't like I, and I definitely don't like that. I mean, okay. I, I definitely like that better than the one girl, uh, I don't know if it was last year, that um, I think it was the U.S. Amateur uh, Women's Tournament where a, a girl missed a putt by like an inch, and before they could give it to her, she yeah. went ahead and tapped it, and she said, I didn't give that to you, and yeah. claimed the championship, and everyone was all over because yeah. every because of the courtesy and the setup. So, I mean, I very much like I appreciate Phil yeah. trying to do something, but no, I'm I'm anti but it worked out Phil ended up winning the next hole, making his birdie putt to win the $9 million or whatever. So one last question here for you on this one here, Jay. If you're going to do this, if they're going to do the match again, which they want to. And of course not, they do. And, and let's say it's not Tiger and Phil again. <clears throat> who would you want to be out of the active golfers? Uh, well, for, for what I would like to see or what I think the mainstream would like to see? Let's do both. Okay, I think... Uh, mainstream would like maybe a, a Spieth and a Fowler, mm, two Golden Boys. Yeah, young up and comers. Nice I, I think I think you got to get that. I mean, to to the to the old crowd, uh, me and, and even though you're not that old, I think you're more of a purist guy. Sure. Like you understand, Phil Tiger they carried the yes. the trophy there for a while. That's why that's why they did a lot of those. Um, Skin game. I don't know if you if you remember. They used to do a lot of skin challenges yeah. where it was always Arnie, Jack, Lee Trevino, yep. Gary Player. So they, it was all the and they were a little past their prime, but it was just the name draw, right? Yeah. That's what always happens. So, I mean, I think that would be, um, I think that would be a good draw. I think that's what a lot of a lot of people would see. I would almost. I liked when they used to do the team games. So when Tiger would team up, right, and mm-hmm. I know they they did the the mixed gender one time, yeah. they did, um, but I would almost like to see like a, a more of a Ryder Cup, like two Americans, two international guys, two European, and go because I like the Ryder Cup and yes. the way that goes. So I don't know if that's a a Spieth and Fowler versus a, Rory. Uh, Rory and Justin Rose yeah. or something like like I think that would be. Uh, but you know, Rory's a talker. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I think I think Ricky. Ricky's toned it down, yeah, a lot. He's toned uh, his clothing and his everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ar- Arnie took him yeah. around his wing and yeah. uh, the great Arnold Palmer and yeah. stuff. So, but but I th- I would like that format. Okay. But but I think you have to make sure you get the right four guys that are going to yip a little because you need mm-hmm. to have you need to have a little bit. I think it. I think that event needs to be more fun. Yeah. And I think Phil and Tiger don't eke fun. No. I mean, they just don't. I mean, Not together. Tiger just used. to to be so dominating that it was like you can't take your eyes off them as must see whatever. So you would watch those those special matches, knowing, uh, and he didn't even win all those because yeah. again he's not a very good team guy. But yeah. but he didn't win a lot of those, and so I I think I would be more willing to watch it. But I think I think you would get a lot if you had Spieth and Fowler go at it in a similar match. Let them have a little fun. Let them rib. Let them go at it. I think you would get more interest if you did. Uh, a little mini, you know, t- you know, two-player alternate shot, whatever it is, uh, USA versus Europe, and kind of use that angle, and 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 in you know, US this year, Europe next year, yeah. and kind of do something like that. That I think that would be more entertaining for me, and I think you would be amazed what that would bring. Okay, two questions on the Jordan Ricky thing. Your course reporter there, it would need to be an active golfer, right? Like Justin Thomas there, 
trying to rib them as well, trying to open up some conversation. Right there, another one of their spring break buddies. There was nothing happy, Justin Thomas, but someone like that. You don't need a journalist out there. Oh, agreed. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody that knew, yeah, knew the players, knew, yeah. knew the landscape. Somebody that could really, I don't know who all the, you know, golf is a, a lot of the talkers and stuff you don't know about yeah. because they don't do it during, but during the week and the practice rounds, they get a chance to go. There are yeah. a lot of guys that, you know, again, a Ryder Cup, you see some people's personality come out Matt here. Oh, I love Cooch. Who doesn't? I, I could I could watch Cooch all day long. I, whenever I go to an event, that's one of the guys I always try yeah. to follow. Uh, yeah. Nice Coop, guy. The old Georgia Smiles. Tech guy played over here at the Bank of uh, Inter- in, uh, yeah. Bank of Tennessee Intercollegiate. Yeah, our buddy Don Hellman. We, when that we, when it happened yeah. this year, he he said I hadn't been there in years since uh, the last time Coocher was there. Yeah. And I was, I was like I was like you always throw in Coocher. Everybody always throws in Coocher. Hey, Coocher played over there. Brent Snedeker played over there. Was it Reed, was it Reed and Rory that were going at it that one time? Yeah, Ryder oh. Cup. Yeah, that's the one right there. That, that, if you're going to see, European American, that, bingo. Oh, just just for that because you know you can get Patrick Reed going at somebody. How about Patrick Reed against one of those American guys he doesn't get along with anymore in the Ryder Cup? Well, that's room? fair too. Jordan Spieth. Yeah, that whole that whole yeah. debauchery. Yeah. And let Jim Furyk be the uh, course reporter. All right. When we come back, <laughs> uh, we got one more segment. Bold predictions on Jacob Townsend's life on Santos and the sidekick. After this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. The Firehouse Restaurant in downtown Johnson City has been a proud supporter of the Bucks since 1980. Our hickory smoked barbecues, sides, sauces, dressings, and desserts are all made from scratch because that's the way the locals like it. Our tailgate packs are available through Firehouse Catering for 12 or more, starting at just $8 per person. The packs are available all season on Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays. For more information, visit thefirehouse.com. Come see us before the big game. The Firehouse, 627 West Walnut Street between ETSU and downtown Johnson City. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. 
Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks, but we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. There is no way LeBron James leaves Cleveland again. I agree with Jarvis Landry. I think the Browns are a Super Bowl contender this year. How in the world can you not see that Big Baller Brand is far superior to making the NBA than Puma? Yeah, rumors fly a lot. Jason Witten is not going to Monday Night Football. I mean, the Mike Ayers rumor that he's leaving, no way. I bet he's there until 2025. Terrell Owens has made a career off jawing, running his mouth. Will he be in Chattanooga for his Hall of Fame induction? No chance. He'll be in Canada. Bold prediction. Bold predictions a little different, uh, mainly because Jacob Townsend's Last day, literally last day, graduates uh, tomorrow. Are you the, the they have a ten and two. Uh? I'm a three, three o'clock. A service. three. So is it ten and three? Yeah, ten and three. I'm with uh, Senator Bob Corker as our. Oh yeah, old Bobby. Yeah. yeah. The ten a.m. gets the uh, woman who's the new president at Northeast State. Mm-hmm. She's their uh, commencement speaker. But we get uh, Senator Bob Corker. All right, so yeah, old, old Bob is coming to town. All right, so maybe you get a life lesson from him. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, the you know that's make or break tells you how you're going to do in life how the guest speaker performs at mm. your commencement. I have zero idea who spoke at mine. <laughs> Makes funny better. Long time ago, yeah, uh, two thousand give or take. I don't even know what year I graduated, but yes, like it was May two thousand give or take. And then I didn't go to uh, um, my master's degree last year. As you know, I got my master's degree. I did get here. Alan Levine, Ballot Health, uh, one of our proud sponsors. It's your story. We're listening about health. But that being said. Like I, this is how I do, man. If you're going to work in the business, Jacob. I, I, oh, I got you, buddy. I'm going to let you go first on, uh, yeah, you don't even know what's happening here, but I want you to give me Jacob Townsend several years down the road, bold predictions oh, on no. Jacob Townsend. No, 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 no. Because no, I've no. got three here no, 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 no. I think are phenomenal. I'm a believer in the jinx, so I, I'm, not, I'm not predicting nothing on myself. That's, uh, I'm a humble guy. Jay, you know that, you know. Humble brag right there mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. As a hashtag, I thought, yeah. yeah. Sure. Me and you don't keep up well. No, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, we leave that to Mike, sidekick. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball, as I like to say. I can't look into the future. I don't know what my uh, future holds. Well, I have a couple things down okay, here. Okay, give it to me. Number one, okay, and, and I really feel like this has really been good if the original sidekick was here. And we almost did a route tree so he could ask you one or two things and then <laughs> oh, tell no. you where you would go. But I'm thinking one is you go the broadcasting route, mm-hmm. you make a couple bad choices, you ride the wrong pony, and next thing you know, you're bagging groceries at the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> somewhere on the beach in South Carolina. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, the second one I had was that you begin working for a station in southwest Virginia. The uh, great amount that there are yeah. in my home yeah. area. And probably in Grundy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you're there. You start there. 
your career takes off, and then you are inducted into the Virginia Sports High School Hall of Fame for a long time. Wow. Broadcaster of high school athletics. The third one is. Interesting. I, yeah, I like that yeah, one. Okay. I like that one. The third one is you start a talk show on said station that then gets picked up in uh, Radford. So you move to the big up town of Radford. Then you go to Roanoke. You're making all these R's. And you go to Richmond. You see that the progression R's, there? Yeah. You hit the triple R. You go yeah. to Then you're in D.C. And then Sirius XM has got you covering your own golf Whoa. network show. Take that. You and Scott Van Pelt, who's recently been retired from ESPN. That's what he wants to do when he retires. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. all over that. Yeah. Townsend and Van Pelt. Me, Van or, Pelt, and Steve Sands. I'm okay on Steve. You've kind of ruined my story here. See, uh, yeah. Now it's about you. Now oh, now you've got predictions. Now you've got <laughs> predictions. I'm making bold predictions on Townsend's life, and now Jacob suddenly has predictions. I apologize. I thought you would like that. I thought that would be the – I loved it. I loved that would be the good one. I, I was, uh, if I had to rank them, I'd rank number three, number one, number two, number two, and number one, number three. Oh, on what you hoped happen, or what is yeah. going to happen? Well, on what I would, yeah. You know, the Piggly Wiggly thing's pretty low on there. Even though who wouldn't want to live on the beach in South Carolina? Citadel, Charleston. Sure. I, mean, I didn't say where. What's your you buddy, the uh, voice of the Bulldogs now? The young guy, Luke? Yeah. You interviewed him? Yeah. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Marano. Yeah, yeah, the new guy, yeah. Yeah, a couple of new guys in the same right, He time, went from but. Quinnipiac in the upper uh, yeah. Connecticut to there. He had to love that move. Unless I would assume he loved that move. Yeah, most people would. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not, that's the best part about that. The working at Piggly Wiggly. Is well, and and then the fourth one. Uh, oh, was there a fourth? Oh yeah, yeah. The fourth How one. Uh, here? I don't know. I keep going, but the fourth one <laughs> I was going to have is it, is it you you basically have peaked in your broadcasting world, being on Santos and the Sidekick, in which you're makes great sense. in which you have never recovered ever since there, yeah. and then you get fired from every single job, um, and then you become uh, the low lives of all media and start a blog. In which you sit behind a desk with a fake name and write stories. The awful announcing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't team. believe that would be it at all. I just wanted to say that you peaked on the show during the segment. Well, and that's yeah, it. that's a likely thing. You and the Buck and Sports Show that I did here. You know, you can't, once you leave something here at ETSU, it's hard to go higher than that. <laughs> What's your original, baby? Yeah. You can't get anywhere. I mean, how is the pick six going to continue without you? I don't know. I don't know. Is how. even the show going to continue without her? Uh, you'll have to ask Trey Adams about that. So who started? So the fielder start? Who started? No, it? it was a guy before fielder that I never met. It started with a J. I don't J, Jerry something like that. Oh, but everybody's name's Jerry. Yeah, just go with Jerry. Yeah, but that's who started it. And uh, our former colleagues here at Buccaneers Sports Network, Fielder Dennis and Connor Scott, were on the show of him. And then Fielder both took employees over. of Buccaneers yeah. Sports Network. Yeah. And then Fielder took over, and I joined the show. And then I took over, and now I've passed the baton on to Trey Adams for a semester before he graduates in May. He's uh, a go-getter. So we'll see. We got to know Trey last week. I know you yeah. – or no, last week, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday we got to listen to that. I have to go back and that. listen to that. It was pretty entertaining. I know Trey pretty well. Did he talk about his dog, Daisy? No, it, no. Does, hey, don't, don't ruin that because he may ask me about that, and now I'm going to have to cheat. And try to stumble as if I didn't know his dog's name was Daisy. Oh, I'm sorry. And now I've got to say Daisy. So I don't know what the question's going to be. I brought it up as kind of a him hauling. Yeah, hey, why don't you think? Why don't you? Why don't you do a knowing Trey Adams deal? And he kind of laughed it off. And Gallagher's like, "Ah, oh, I'd be terrible." And it was actually pretty fun. He had to follow Keith, Mister Jennings, though. 
That's so that was a, that, that was a that was a that was our mystery guest. That was a tough yeah, act yeah. to follow. Yeah. Well, I so. should tell this story about Mr. Jennings. You were texting Mr. Jennings the other day while driving around the parking lot yes. here at ETSU. Oh, this is fair. And you're doing a circle around the yeah. parking lot, and I'm walking, and you passed your usual parking spot. Yeah. And I didn't know what was going on. I almost came over to check on you because you actually put the car in the on in a brake formation right there in the middle of the parking lot in the snow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I almost came and checked on you, but I had to go to, I had to get to class. No, I, understand. Want, you know, I had to get my diploma. Yeah, yeah. So what you didn't know uh, was I was actually texting Mr. Jennings and mm-hmm. waiting on my wife to drive her to her office because uh, her office got moved. And so she has about a mile hike because of all the work they're doing at the Colt. Yeah. So if she gets to work late, and late being past 8, so yeah. it was like 10 after. Yeah. Uh, well, it was actually 10 that day because school opened. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah, then people were there like 9. Yeah. So, yeah, she had no shot. So as I was getting ready to park and texting Jennings, she had said, can you – be a lovely husband and drive me there, which yeah. I read code of you will pick me up yeah, and you, you will betcha. drive me there. How many people do you think had the honor that I did of having your wife and yourself as teachers? Well, she's only taught two classes. So, so it's, it's just slim. me and Paul Hunter, right? Uh, you, Paul Hunter. Anybody else? Did Trey ever take that? No, no he didn't have her. He had you because mm. he's in com law now. But I had in the same days sometimes mm. I'd had you both. And uh, so I had I great, had my Sandoz feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had the Jay Sandoz grading the test experience mm. of him making fun of my test grades, which were fair. I'm not a great student. We all knew that. It's 57. <laughs> it was something around there. <laughs> yeah. Me and Paul Hunter, former ETSU DB. Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. All right. So that is uh, – all right, any last words you got? 60 seconds, go. Thanks, buddy. That's all I got. There, there he is. Man – of many words, Jacob Townsend meant a lot to the show, especially keeping up with our bold uh, predictions, results, and crushing me because I was terrible. The good news for him, I gave him four results. I'm only batting about 200, so probably none of those are going to happen. That's the good news. I probably should have gave a fifth one, and then one of the five surely would have happened. I was starting to say, is that the actual math on on uh, how well you know I'm not good you know I am not good using English language that'll do it we will not be back till January so that'll wrap up Sanders and Sidekick until we get to January ETSU versus Illinois tomorrow 2 o'clock on the Buccaneer Sports Network 1.30 airtime big thanks to Jacob Towns for all he did for Sanders and the Sidekick we'll be back with you in January Mike Gallagher will be back with me on the Buccaneer Sports Network